Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's happening? What's going on? What's going down, folks? It's another hour and a half of Off Topic with Big Woo J.T. Dottie. Uh, the fellas ain't got here yet. We're running a little bit late, a little behind uh, after my birthday blast uh, last night. Had a good time. Thanks, everybody, for the birthday wishes. And uh, and um, it's been a great, it was a great day. Had a lot of fun. Um, but it's time to get down to business. It's time to get down to some sports talk with your boys, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin. Uh, I think they're they're mixed up as which line to call, but um, uh, they'll get here pretty soon. So we got a lot of th- a lot of things to cover. The NFL, both the Panthers and my Cowboys did work today. Uh, definitely big wins for both teams. Uh, the Cowboys by defeating the Giants and uh, the Panthers by defeating the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who's a, who's a very good team. They were on a, I think an eight game winning streak, and now. Uh, the, you know, they played the Panthers and it came to an end. A good game going on between the Rams and the Eagles right now. That game that score is at 28-24. Uh, the Rams leading. Carson Wentz with three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Jared Goff with two touchdowns, no interceptions. Really good game uh, going on. I need Jared Goff to do well. I need him to do work because I'm going up uh, against a tough opponent in my fantasy football league. Y'all heard of her. Mother of Dragons is um, is playing for playing me to try to get into the championship with her good record she has. Uh, I think it's a uh, she's eleven and two uh, this year. I think she's only lost two games, so it's going to be tough uh, tough game to play against her. So let me play. Let me bring in my man's James J T Thompson. What's going on, J T? What's going on, Woo? You know what I'm saying? I'm having a tough <laughs> tough day fantasy wise, trying to scrounge and grab points wherever I can. <laughs> That's right. Uh but I made a good move on my fantasy um on my fantasy uh pickup. I picked up Rod Smith just on a whim. I thought he might have a good day. Got me thirty seven points today. That's a good day. Yeah, that's uh, a good move. Yeah, it was a good uh, move. I needed I that one. I sat down Dak Prescott and he put up forty nine. Oh wow. Yeah, that's not a not a good good look right there. <laughs> but uh I was just thanking everybody uh, for all the birthday wishes yesterday. That's why I was a little late. I came in from work and went straight to sleep and I, I had no idea that it was that late. Uh but I was just trying to sit I was trying to lay down for about an hour, give me a good hour here since I didn't get none. Um, didn't yeah. get much sleep last night. Um, yeah. I think Donnie was trying to call in on the other line. Um, if if somebody can reach out to Donnie, uh, yeah. Know that we don't. But um, as we were saying, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and get some uh, scores, some highlights, some updates on the scores and things of that nature. Like I said, the Panthers um, won today. The Cowboys won today. 
and uh, it's definitely a much-needed win for um, my Cowboys because they got to win out in order to make this thing happen, get in the playoffs and do work like I know they can. I, you know, an offensive coordinator needs to do better. The defensive coordinator needs to do better. But um, here's good. We're going to get some scores. Right, like I was telling you, the Panthers won over the Minnesota Vikings, 31-24, good tight game. Um, Panthers actually let them come back and get in the game, but uh, they still held on to win, 31-24. Cowboys beat New York Giants, 30-10. to um, Like you said, Dak Prescott had a good game um, today after having a couple bad, uh, a few bad games in a row. Uh, he he gets off the snide and, and, and has a good good game this week. Uh, rest of the league, Denver is taking care of the New York Jets. Sorry, Donnie, twenty three to nothing. The Los Angeles Chargers are um, all over the Washington Redskins or just having a dreadful end of season. Um, Thirty to six, the char- the Chargers are winning that game. Arizona Cardinals are. Uh, up on the Tennessee Titans, nine to seven. That game's five minutes and fifty-nine seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, like I said, the large Los Angeles Rams are <clears throat> holding on by four, uh, leading the Philadelphia Eagles twenty-eight twenty-four. That that game is uh, seven thirty-seven left in the third quarter. Uh, Jacksonville all over Seattle right now, twenty-four to ten. Five minutes, 30 seconds left in that uh, contest in the third quarter. Uh, Some games that already went final. Houston, uh, I'm sorry, San Francisco over Houston, 26-16. San Francisco 49ers get their third win of the season. Yeehaw. Whoop-de-doo. Chicago dominates Cincinnati, 33-7. And in overtime, Buffalo uh, squeaks out a win against Indianapolis Colts, thirteen. Indianapolis Colts, thirteen to seven. Uh, that game was in a blizzard, a, a downpour of snow. Uh, I'm sure it was very, very cold out there as well. But Lashawn McCoy acted like there was no, no snow on the ground or anything. He just uh, blistered them for a hundred and uh, well, well over a hundred yards and a touchdown to win the game at the end. Cleveland Browns lose again. 27-21 to 21, uh, against the Green Bay Packers. That game went to overtime. Um, uh, Cleveland just found a way to lose. Oakland loses again to Kansas City, 26-13. to 13, And your late game is New England. Oh, I'm sorry, the Monday night game is New England uh, and Miami. The late game is the late Sunday night game is uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh going to be a very interesting game because Baltimore really needs to win this game to take their record to 8-5, and five, uh, while Pittsburgh sits at a 10-2 and two record and seems to be um, laying claim to that division. But Baltimore definitely needs a win to, to keep their playoff hopes alive. So there you all, you're all caught up now with your – 
with your sports, I mean, with the NFL. Um, we had both hey, well, Yeah. Well, I'm going to give a quick update on our um, Winter Lady Eagles. Yesterday, uh, they faced Wofford at home and uh, lost 73-68 to in overtime, first overtime in the mm. game. Uh, season in the game for the Lady Eagles, and then they traveled to uh, Duke today for a matchup with the Lady Devils, and uh, they lost 101 to 30. So to say that oh. that's going to be a long three hours back home and a regroup <laughs> is an understatement. But we miss the Lady Eagles well. That's a tough two-day turnaround. Um, They'll be back in action December the 17th against Mercer on the road. So they, they got a couple of days to regroup. But a uh, couple two tough uh, games uh, for the Lady Eagles, definitely. Yep, yep. That's a, that Duke and uh, that's, that's two back-to-back tough games. Almost uh, handle business against Wofford. So they, they play tough, but try to mess with those those, those Lady Devils is, uh, is pretty tough. But – We'll be there to to support them when they get back home. So keep fighting, Lady Eagles. Keep fighting. That's all you can do. Yeah, no doubt. 917-889-2821 is the number to call if you want to be a part of the program. 917-889-2821. Um, we were talking about a, a, a subject yesterday, man. I, I really like to get uh, – Donnie's opinion once he gets once he gets in. I, I'm, I'm sure he's not watching that Jets game anymore. That's, that's, <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got drilled or getting drilled, um, 23 nothing by the Denver Denver Broncos, and that's a game they they should have went in there and should have been able to win. That the Denver Broncos they've been playing like nothing, um, but they yeah, they're but, getting drilled. Yeah. But the, no the, the, the 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 conversation no we had people. yesterday before. It got sidetracked with the birthday celebration. Um, we were talking about, I was talking about how the, the NFL has made a change and they're donating money, um, $100 million, to uh, my cleats, my cause, and allowing uh, players to uh, wear cleats that they have, um, you know, different causes that they're champion around, you know, different charities and things like that around their communities. And um, I, I I brought up the thing that it, it probably wouldn't have happened if um, if it wasn't for Colin Kaepernick taking that knee. So um, he is he he moved the needle, and that's what your protest is supposed to do. Um, I, I think it was a success, successful, uh, peaceful protest that uh, caused change in the NFL and the uh, the hierarchy of the NFL, um, and. Um, I know JB had mentioned that, you know, yeah, it's fine to give money and what what have you. And uh, I wanted to get back at his point, um, the point that he was making. Uh, but he, I mean, yeah, they donated money, but they're 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 allowing uh, something to be done. They're 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 helping make change. So. Um, yeah, you give money, and that's what rich people do. And you know, they they give money to to show their support for something. Um, but it is showing some support and saying that you know whether they done it for to save face or not uh, doesn't really matter to me. It's just something happened. You know, what I mean, there was some change made. 
uh, for the good. And I attribute that to Colin Kaepernick. So all you people out there that, you know, that was uh, all up in arms about what Colin Kaepernick was doing, um, take that. That's what I say. Take that. Um, he made he made something happen uh, with doing what he done. I mean, it, it cost cost him him costed him his career. But when you believe deeply in, in something like that, uh, for whatever reason you believe in it, then you know you do something. And he did something. Um, JT, I don't know if we ever act, actually got the chance to to get your side of it. Nah, um, but I I, I do um, agree. If, if Kaepernick doesn't take this knee, we're not talking about this. Um, we're not having no cleats for no calls, and we're not having an allotment of money dedicated to social injustices. All those things were were based off of what Colin Kaepernick did, and I, I applaud what he said when he was um, given the award uh, by Sports Illustrated for um, uh, something about uh, Man of the Year, Courage of the Year, something of that nature. And he said, with or without having an NFL job, I'm still going to continue to be an activist and continue to speak out and advocate for, you know, the social injustices that still, you know, still exist. So what what that tells me is that he understood and committed to not just why I was an NFL player, you know what I'm saying? He used his platform to bring awareness, and I am in agreement that those two things happened because of Colin Kaepernick. And um, yeah. he definitely gets a better ovation from me and an applaud because that brother put, you know, his his career on the line and said, you know what, I'm going to still be okay and I'm going to still be great in spite of whether I'm on the football field or not. And he's, and he's proving it and he's continuing to prove it. And, um, you know, I can definitely say if we ever get an opportunity to have that young man on the show, we're going to mm-hmm. definitely open him, open, open arms and have, him, and have an interview with that young man and make that happen one day. Absolutely. Uh, let me go ahead and bring uh, Donnie in. Donnie finally got uh, the right number to call. <laughs> so we bring in uh, Adonis. Donnie Martin, what's going on, player? What's, how you doing, boss? Oh, we're doing good, man. We were just uh, – I'm glad you got in when you did because we were just talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick and his impact on the NFL and the reason why they have this My my Cleats, My Cause. Are you familiar with that uh, program that the NFL has implemented this year, recently? I've seen, I've seen the cleats over the years, but I didn't understand and, and, and the full meaning behind it. And with that being said, I even heard a couple of announcers speaking on it, but I definitely didn't hear any of them give a shout-out to Colin Kaepernick as one of the sources or the reasons why that was part of the new cause. You know, I did I did see the cleats starting with the Thursday night game, but I had no idea who was behind it. Yes, yeah, the NFL, they're, they're donating the uh, $100 million to – uh, different players that have these causes and and the things that they want to try to. Everybody, all right? Oh, JB, Mister Two Ninety Nine is here. Oh, is that him making all that noise? <laughs> JB. Man, why well, I gotta come um, in here and gotta walk into this, man? 
<laughs> Welcome, player. Hey, man, listen. Shouts out to uh, y'all, man. I just re-listened to the show from Friday. Y'all guys uh, was on point. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Appreciate that. And anybody that hasn't listened to the show, you can always go back and listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio app, um, and, uh, of course, on our speaker. If you download the Big Woo uh, Radio app, you can listen back to all the shows that way as well. Uh, But thanks for the shout-out, JB. But, Donnie, I mean, that's the whole gist of it pretty much is that the – NFL is donating this the the hundred million dollars to the cause, and what I also want to point out about JB's point because he made a good point also um, yesterday when we were talking about this um, about uh, uh, officials, the city officials, and and mayors and congressmen. You got to you know it's cool to donate money, but you still got to get in the ears. Of of these uh, politicians and and the people that make the laws and uh, mayors, uh, police officers, all that stuff uh, is it needs needs to happen. But um, it did it did take a um, it did make change. You know, Colin Kaepernick's protest changed the NFL to and and, and convinced them to do something. And that's that's what they've done, and I and I give kudos, like I said, to Colin Kaepernick. How do you how do you fare on this situation, Donnie, in light of what what you've learned that the NFL has done more recently? I give major kudos to um, Colin Kaepernick if that's the case, and I hate that he had to sacrifice his individual career and in, in an effort for everybody else to move forward. But in all actuality, he is ultimately accomplishing his mission and his goal. Which you know, uh, you know, through the NFL, and unfortunately for him, he's not going to get to play as a result of that. And the actions all around the issue, not necessarily what he's specifically done, but um, but you know, major kudos to him. I'm happy for him. I hope he realizes that he is the call. I hope that gets added on to his legacy that's already building and slowly building daily. And um, I salute to the young brother because that that took a lot of heart, a lot of a lot of balls, if so to speak. And and a lot of sacrifice his behalf. Absolutely, um, and you know, like you said, I hate to see him um, have to had to have lost his job over that. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe he'll get a shot next year. Maybe he'll get a shot um, uh, from one of these teams that desperately need a quarterback. It's a bunch of them out there too. I'm a Jets could take him right hey, now. Whoa. Could... Absolutely. <laughs> They're getting killed. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, uh, JB. You know, when when I, I don't think he'll ever get a job again, especially hmm. after after they they subpoenaed all owners' emails and cell phone records. You know, they really didn't want to talk until that came down, and then they wanted to have a sit down with him without his attorney. So that goes to show you that they weren't operating on a level playing field because you didn't want this man to come to sit in a room with a bunch of attorneys and legal representation but didn't want him to have his. But I think now that they're about to be aired out once they go through all of those documents, do you really think once they find out what they find out 
deal with the backlash or the uproar and the media attention that it will bring? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, agree I, with you there. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the none because even if nothing comes back on, on as far as because like I said, in order for Colin Kaepernick to win his case, he would have to prove collusion, which I don't think he's going to be able to with all 32 NFL teams. But who knows what other kind of dirt is going to be dug up during this situation when you get access to those kind of records. So that's going to be the major hey, problem. He'll never be back. Donna, you have to keep in mind this, too. The Texans owner came out and said what he said. Obviously, he got way too comfortable with himself. So if if, if he can say something like that public, publicly, what are, you yep. know they have conversations behind closed doors. So yep. we don't know what we're going to find in these email records, these email and text messages. And then, needless to say, there were general managers who came out and said that they wouldn't hire Colin Kaepernick if he was the last available quarterback out there. So what does that tell you? So it's about to get much uglier. Yeah, the back ball is efficient, and it's not going to look any better than Kaepernick's chances. 917-889-2821. We're talking sports. We're talking Colin Kaepernick. We're talking the NFL and their new uh, My Cleats, My Cause. Um, but we want to talk some uh, NBA. We'll get some NBA with Donnie and, and uh, some more NFL football. The Panthers looking pretty good, Donnie. And uh, um, Cowboys win again, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. We'll see what happens. They got uh, they got the the um, Raiders next, and then they got yep. um, what is all that noise? Then they got the Seahawks, which the Seahawks are being manhandled right now um, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, people are still not talking, really talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars like they should be. But the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are handling business. Can they be a, a a Super Bowl contender? We'll ask the guys that, as well as what about the San Francisco Forty Niners? Forty Niners got them a win. Hey, whoa! Hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. What if Eli Manning or Kirk Cousins decides to go to Jacksonville next year, considering what's going on with their franchise? Because I'm hearing a lot of buzz here in the D.C. area, and then seeing what's happening to Eli, and when you're looking at the Tom Coughlin connection down there as general manager, they, that team needs a, de- a quarterback with to go with that defense in that run game. What you think? I don't think they should mess with it. I mean, it's, it almost it's like um, when um, the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl uh, with the quarterback they had. I can't remember his name right now, but he wasn't nothing spectacular. Matter of fact, he didn't, I don't even think they they kept him the, the next year. But I don't think you mess with it. Just leave it leave it alone. Um, he's been playing pretty good. Uh, what they got down there? Blake Bortles, right? I think it's Blake Bortles. Right. Oh shoot. Just messed up my thing here. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. They're winning with him. 
Uh, it's just like the, the can they continue to win with them? I, I guess we'll see next year. But Eli Manning, I, I think he goes. If anything, he may go play uh, backup. I guess you can let him fight for the job, but that's just so disrespectful to to, to the current quarterback that you got, man. That's, that's just uh, to, to even talk about replacing him when they having such a good year. Just seems crazy to me. I don't know what you think, uh, uh, Donnie. Or oh, go ahead, Jamie. I, I I just think that from what I've heard about Blake Bortles and highlights I've seen, he has such inconsistent play. And when you got a team with a defense like Jacksonville, who's they're really starting to peak, you know, you only got a small window. When you got a defense and a run game that can travel, you know, quarterback yeah. makes all the difference. And when you look at Kirk Cousins in D.C., they never really made a commitment to have a a good defense. They put all their money on the offensive side of the ball. And then now when you look at what he's been able to do with less talent, and same thing when you look at Eli. Eli only really had a couple of true number one wide receivers. You know, everybody else was just a bunch of great number twos playing for them. But still, you know, you got a guy who can make some make some plays for you in the passing game and get the ball down the field, you know, from time to time. That could be the difference from them taking over the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, Blake Bortles today, you know, 15 to 22, 221 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you know, you give me that if he if he can be consistently giving you something like that. Um, but like you said, he's not he hasn't been consistent, so maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why they get you know get, try to get another more experienced. Uh, quarterback. Uh, let's see. He, for this season, fourteen touchdowns, twenty five hundred yards so far. So he ain't, he ain't blowing nobody away with with numbers. But they got a good running game, so you don't really need a quarterback to put up gaudy numbers. It's like uh, with Dak Prescott and, and the Cowboys. Um, when Zeke is in there doing work, Dak Prescott ain't really got to do much. Just just don't turn it up, turn the ball over. Um, so and uh, wait, uh, I'm trying to see how many interceptions Blake Bortles got. But if if, he, if he's not making a lot of mistakes, I say keep him on the roster and uh, let him let him do what he. He's a big guy too, six five, two hundred thirty six pounds. Yeah, he's. I don't know, man. Fourth season, uh, I think he can just get better behind this. You know, you you keep that offensive line intact, uh, keep them guys off of him, keep that running game going. This is the guy, all you need, man. Um, what do you think, Donnie? about Blake Bortles staying in Jacksonville. Um, I'm with you on that. I think he's developed, you know, each year, year in and year out. You know, a couple seasons ago he had, you know, 4,400 4, yards. Last year he had almost 4,000. Um, he's not losing the game for them. As you said, they're tough on defense and have a good running game. And I don't think Eli is the answer. Like right now, um, Eli is over the hill. He's still a solid quarterback and can go to almost any team in the NFL to make them better, but for how much longer? I don't think Eli has that many more years left in him. Blake Bortles has a, is under a sweet contract, four years, $20 million. I mean, Kirk Cousins right now, who would be the alternative, he's making over $20-plus million a season because he's been franchised for the last two years by the Redskins. And, I, and like JB said, I do see trouble in Washington with Kirk Cousins. But as, as Jacksonville, I don't know if you can afford to bring him in. And like Wu said, why? If you're winning with Blake Bortles, why would you bring him in for so much more money, which ties up your salary cap and prevents you from continuously building that team? So 
for the time being, I would go with Blake Bortles. He he has good chemistry with a lot of the wide receivers on that team because all of those young guys came up together. And then you got, a, like you said, a decent running game behind them. So, for the time being, I would stick with Blake Bortles and see, what, see how it goes. But like all NFL franchises, as soon as the quarterback starts acting up, they're on the lookout for a new one. But yeah. at the moment, give him. JT, what you come on in, man? What do you think about it? Um, uh, by the way, Blake Bortles has uh, eight interceptions uh, versus fourteen touchdowns, which is you know, six, he has sixteen. He ended up with sixteen interceptions last year, uh, eighteen the year before that, seventeen the year before that. So, uh, I think he's getting better. He's he's at less less touchdowns uh, than last year and the year prior. Uh, he ended up. He threw 35 touchdowns in 2015, uh, 23 last year, and 14 this year. So, yeah, his, he, he not gonna he not gonna kill you with a bunch of touchdown passes. But as long as you got that running game, now you got Leonard Fournette. You know, it's, it's it, 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 to me, it just don't make sense to 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 make, mess it up, uh, especially like you said, Donnie, the chemistry they got. But JT, what do you what do you think about Blake Bortles staying in Jacksonville? Well, Donnie reminded me of something that I had on my mind anyway. Yeah, Blake Bortles got a, a sweet contract, but the guy that's got the best contract in the whole league is the commissioner at $200 million extension, but that's for another conversation. Blake Bortles, man, trust the process. I mean, now that you got a running game, let the quarterback continue to um, develop and uh, stay with him, man, and see what they're going to do. I mean, the guy's on the rise. He's not – he came in and he's learned, and and I think you know he he can't do nothing but get better. So I mean I would I would say stick to what you got going on. Now that you got a running game, you know anything is possible in Jacksonville now. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're at the top of the hour, or the, yeah, the top of the hour, a little bit past seven oh five. Gonna play the old school song of the day, my boy Eric B and Rakim, microphone fiend. Keep it right here. We'll be right back. God Squad, 66 Entertainment uh, Network, Big Woo Radio, off topic. Got the fellas in the the crib, kind of. They're on the phone, but they're in the crib, too. We'll be right back. I melted microphones instead of coals or ice cream music orientated So when hip-hop was originated Fitted like pieces of puzzles Complicated Cause I grab the mic and try to say yes y'all They try to take it And say that I'm too small Cool Cause I don't get upset I kick a hole in the speaker Pull a plug Then I jet Back to the lab Without a mic to grab So then I add all the rhymes I had One after the other one Then I make another one To diss the opposite Then act as the brother's done I get a craving like I fiend for nicotine But I don't need a cigarette Know what I mean? Know what I'm I mean, raging I mean. Ripping up the staging Don't it sound amazing? Cause every rhyme is made in Thought of, cusses, sort of An addiction Magnetized, magnetized By the mixing Vocals, vocabulary and verses Just stuck in The mic is a drain No, volcanoes erupting Rhymes overflowing, gradually growing. Everything is written in the cold so it can coincide. My thoughts to God. 48 tracks to slide. The invincible microphone, beam rock him. Spread the word. 
for some men. E F F E C T. A smooth operator operating correctly. But back to the problem. I gotta have it. You can't solve it. Silly rabbit, the prescription is a hypertone. That's heroin. I feed for a microphone like heroin. Soon as the bass kicks, I need a fix. Give me a stage and a mic and a mix, and I'll put you in a mood. Or is it a state of unawareness? Beware, it's the reanimator. A minister with a microphone, no lethal weapon or assassinator. If the people ain't stepping, you'll see a part of me that you never seen. When I'm feeding for a microphone, I'm the microphone fiend. After 12, I'm worse than a gremlin. Feed me hip hop and I start trembling. The thrill of suspense is intense, you're horrified. But this ain't the cinemas of tales from the dark side. By any means necessary, this is what happens. Has to be done. Make way, cause here I come. My DJ cuts material. Grand material. It's a must that I bust any mic you hand to me. It's inherited, it runs in the family. I wrote the rhyme that broke the bull's back. If that don't slow him up, I carry a full pack. Now I don't wanna have to let off. You should have kept off. You didn't keep the stage warm. Step off, ladies and gentlemen. You're about to see. A pastime hobby about to be taken to the maximum. I can't relax, see, I'm hype as a hypochondriac. Cause the rap be one hell of an antidote. Something you can't smoke more than dope. You try to move away, but you can't. You broke more than cracked up. You should have backed up. But those that act up need to be more than smacked up. Any entertainer, I gotta talk to chamber one on one. And I'm the remainder. So close your eyes and hold your breath. And I'ma hit you with the blow of death. Before you go, you remember your scene. The fiend of a microphone, I'm the microphone I'm the mic- fiend. I'm the microphone fiend. fiend. The microphone, 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 the the mic of 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 the mic the mic of Attention, attention, all authors. You want your work to stand out and to maintain all your rights to it? Then SBR Publications is for you. Sunshine Black Rose Publications, LLC. As a publishing company made for the independent writer, we offer a wide range of services which include publishing, editing, book cover design, self-publishing, consultations, and marketing for your project. Check our website out, www.sunshinebrpublications.com. Email us, sunshineblackrose at gmail.com. Remember, where the artist can be an artist and we take care of the rest, we strive for one goal only, bringing your dreams to reality. Go to BigWooRadio.com for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo, JT, and Donnie. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Broadcasting live from the God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. Here's your hosts, JT Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Martin, and Big Woo. Hey, uh, JB is here too. What's going on, JB? Welcome, 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 bro. Hey, woo. Yeah. 
Hey, man, I got some breaking news, man. Uh-oh. What we got? Just now reported, not only have the Rams just scored and went on top of the Eagles 35-31, to but Carson Wentz has an apparent knee injury and is done for this particular game. MRI will be coming, forthcoming. Wow. Uh, hey, for Carson Wentz, having such a good season, man, uh, uh, MVP caliber type season. And uh, if he has to go down from an injury, that will be devastating for for the Eagles. I'm seeing the replay now. Who was the backup, oh. who was the backup quarterback you say, Wu? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I see, I see now that uh, he's walking off, but he was trying to dive into the end zone. Um, and then got sandwiched by two Ram players uh, right on his knee as he was midair in, uh, going into the end zone. So, uh, I'm Nick Foles. But, you know, he should be pretty familiar with the offense. They should be all right behind Nick Foles, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I can't wait to see him New Year's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You just took off on a run diving. They better quit diving and start sliding, man. I seen another quarterback earlier, if I think it for the the Buffalo Bills. Dive, yeah, he's yeah. just diving. Oh, what's, Webb had to come in the game and finish that game off for Buffalo. Oh, Joe Webb, former Panther. Um, 916-889-221. Thanks, everybody, for listening live. On God Squad 66 Entertainment Network, and everybody's going back listening to it on iTunes. We definitely appreciate you for doing so. I want to shout out all our sponsors: Revolutions, uh, Woodforce National Bank, uh, um, 24K Rides, 24K Rides. Um, who am I leaving out? Oh, uh, Men's Warehouse uh, of Rock Hill. I can't leave them out. They lacing us in the tuxedo. December 16th is going down at the Queen City Awards. Don't meet us there. Beat us there because we're going to be in the building. Um, so these Panthers, man, I want to talk about these Panthers, y'all. What are you thinking, Donnie? I, I, I know we talked about this offense, the whole, you know, uh, Kelvin Benjamin leaving. I think they're starting to find a rhythm. Uh, it looked like it today to me. What do you think, Donnie? Um, I'll have to agree. I've been a, you know, Panthers fan, but I've been an offensive hater all year long. I haven't been impressed, and, and, you know, I think we've been finding a way to win, which is a good thing. I'd rather find a way to win than find a way to lose. But we haven't, in my opinion, been great at it on, on the offensive end. But today we did. I've I seen some promising signs. You know, Jonathan Stewart finally got off. You know, he had his first big game of the season. He was running hard all game long, including finally breaking off a long one, which was much needed for him. Um, Cam played, ran well when, when asked of. I, I think he still could have done a, a, a much better job on a lot of passes, including almost getting Brinson Burson killed when he overthrew and, and, and Burson went up and, and got that one. Almost got McCaffrey yeah. rocked across when he threw one, and McCaffrey had to extend for it. Luckily for him, the defender held up. But, you know, Cam definitely has to get that under control, but – the good news is him and Funches has been finding the connection. Um, uh, you know, Olsen is going to be back and only getting better for him. 
The offensive line has been holding up. Cam has been pressured, but not really hitting the pavement as much as he has as he was early in the season, other than on his design runs. And I like the play caller. They've been mixing it up a lot, of, a lot, getting playmakers in position where they can actually go and make plays, whether it's getting McCaffrey on the edge and letting him do what he got to do, you know, getting Stewart on a couple of counter plays and getting opening big holes for him to, you know, get him eight, nine yards before he gets touched. So all in all, everything looked good today to me. The offense was clicking on all levels, all cylinders, and I was impressed with what I've seen. I am concerned about going forward. Can they maintain that? Because, in my opinion, that's not their norm. But if they can, they're going to be a tough out for anybody, including come playoff time. And right now they're holding on tight to that fifth spot. But it's a tough race in the NFC. If you lose one or two games, I mean, you can find yourself going from the number two seed to all the way out the playoffs. So, you know, Kansas got to hold steady on that ship. So, but right now we're looking good. Yeah, as long as they can, um, you know, win these games, man. The, these games that they need to win, uh, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be a problem for people come playoff time. If everybody go in the playoffs healthy, um, and then actually hitting the stride, I think they're finally starting to hit their offensive stride after the shock of losing Kelvin uh, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, who had a touchdown uh, today. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, so uh, kudos to Kelvin Benjamin. I like the guy. Um, but like you said, Cam has got to do better with that, with with his pass, his accuracy. He's, he's just awful at times. It's like, where were you throwing that ball, man? It's like wide open guys. Like you mentioned the one uh, to McCaffrey that was uh, it was a third down, but it was like uh, it, it was he was he was open. He just missed him. Why? Threw it too high. Uh, the one, like you said, he got uh, uh, Brent, Brent Burson got almost got him killed <laughs> by throwing it too high. What'd you say? I don't know how he got up from that. That's <laughs> he folded over like a taco, man. Like I, I don't know how that young man was able to get up off that field right there, but I'm happy to see that he did. Yeah, but that's too, all man. on the it looked real dangerous. Yeah, put you in that position. And it's not like, oh, he's a short guy, because Cam does that to six foot five wide receivers. So it's definitely an accuracy issue on Cam. Yes, it definitely is. And you know, before I thought it was, you know, Cam is tall, so he's throwing high. You know, no, this is this is mechanics, man. He need to work on his mechanics a little bit more. But uh, JT, going back to the Cowboys, man, I didn't get a chance to to see him. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of the Cowboy games? Yeah, I got to see it. What they look like? Give me, give me some, uh, give me, give me some uh, insight of what happened. I didn't, I did not get to see any of the game at all. I've seen some highlights, but that's about it. Well, I mean, basically, it was for three quarters. It was tied, you know, ten apiece. But um, what happened today is they just kept running the ball, running the ball, just mm-hmm. kind of trusting the process. But early on in the game, there was two critical drops by Dez Bryant and one critical by um, Cole Beasley. But what opened it up was, uh, I think, a 70-yard pass. Uh, It was a swing pass to Rod Smith. He came out the backfield, and he ran it all the way for a touchdown. And then Dez Bryant had a a 50-yard touchdown as well. And uh, we also got some play uh, interception on defense to set up a touchdown as well. So we played a solid fourth quarter which we haven't 
done well this season at, at all. And we put it together and went ahead and separated from uh, a very bad Giants team to really show how bad they are in the, in the fourth quarter. But they, they played playing a, a rivalry game, division game. Right. Those games are tough. You throw the records out the window. But, you know, we got to win – the, the the slim chances of the playoffs, we still don't control our our own destiny, but we kept ourselves alive by winning. That's all you can do is take it one game at a time. But the way that the Panthers are playing and the Saints are playing, um, those are the, those are the, I mean those are the teams that you know they're earning their spots because they're playing well. But yeah. you know we still have slim you know slim hopes, but we need a couple of things to happen down the stretch in order for, um, you know, to be alive. But if the Rams don't want to beat the Eagles, that's going to be huge because that leaves the NFC East crown still open. And if for some in some way, somehow, if the Giants mess around and beat the Eagles next week, then that game at the end of the year is going to be for the NFC East, believe it or not. Um, so anything can happen any given Sunday. Anything can get beat. And we proved that again today. By beating the Giants, it wasn't pretty, but wins a win. Yep. Basically, we just got to keep winning them. I don't care how they look. We just got to make sure we win uh, to to have a chance. If we lose, we definitely don't have a chance. But I don't know, JT. I I, I personally think. Well, first of all, like I said, let's keep in mind, y'all y'all beat the Giants. It's not like that was a that was a you had to have that game game. I mean, anything less would have been a shame. I think the Giants have only won two ball games all year long. So if you want to be a serious playoff team, you definitely can't lose to them. But um, more importantly, I, I think it's the division right now. I think you instead instead of going for the Eagles in this one. Um, I would I would be going for the uh, excuse me instead of going for the Rams in this one I would be going for the Eagles because I, I don't think y'all have a chance to catch the Eagles in the division but you do have a shot to catch the Rams because I don't know if the Rams are going to actually seal up their division you know Seattle's struggling right now but um, the Rams are in competition with them for that division and and if that is the case then y'all will be in competition with the Rams for the wild card spot which would be y'all's better chance but y'all don't think y'all catch Philly either way because even if they lose tonight. They go to ten and three, and there's still four games ahead of you guys with four games left to go. So they would pretty much have to lose three, and y'all win three of the four. And I don't think that scenario is going to happen, even with their quarterback out. Well, we still have a shot in the division. Division and wild card is open to see. Atlanta and Carolina is making that incredibly difficult in the wild card. That's why I said the Rams' victory today helps us because it drops Philly. Because, see, all Philly has to do is win. If Philly wins today, they wrap up the heat, and that's it. But with Philly's loss today, that sets up a very important game with the Giants next week. And if for some reason they don't beat the Giants, that's why I say it falls. That game with us becomes for the for the East because of the division stuff, not because of the overall record. Yeah, and that's what I, I guess that's what I'm saying as well. I don't think that that's what, like I said, Philly. Even if they lose today, they're going to be ten and three. You guys are what seven and six right now, so that would put y'all three games apart. They would have to lose three of the next four, and y'all would have to win three of the next four, including beating them. And that's a lot to ask for a team that's already ten and two. So I don't think that's going to. Happen. I think your chances of winning the division are way less 
you know, are, are, are slimmer than your chances of getting in at the wild card because you could get a Carolina to slip. You could get a, um, a Falcons to slip because those two are going to have to play each other down the stretch. So one of those two could eliminate the other. And I think y'all got a better chance for for that spot. But um, I don't think there's no way you catch Philly. Like you said, if they win today, it's automatically sealed up. But if y'all lose any more and they win one more, then it's sealed up anyway. And so I think the division is a lot shot for y'all this season. Yeah, I think I think just because we go off division records, we're not going off overall records when we're talking about division. In the division, they still have to beat the the Giants next week. Overall, yeah, they if they have their business today and they win, it's over with. But if they drop this game, then that opens the playing field up for the division. And that's that's one more option because what we're sitting at we got to grab whatever we can grab, but we still have to handle our business at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> we we are 4-1 in division. They're, they're actually 4-0, the Eagles, who I'm talking about. Uh, so we won game off of them in, in the division. Um, but overall record, yeah, I agree with you, Donnie. It's going to be tough to, to, to match their overall record um, mm-hmm. uh, sitting at 7-6. And them at ten and two, but that's why they play the games. We'll see. We'll see how it goes down. I mean, the, the New Orleans Saints are nine and four. Carolina Panthers are nine and four overall. Um, Atlanta's eight and five. So, Atlanta, Atlanta, are they still in the in the in the race for the uh, wild card? I yeah, they in they the got- they're in the race. Their their win Thursday yeah. night was crucial, and it actually hurt our playoff chances by them winning on Thursday night because they, they are squarely in the hunt. Our, our percentage of making the playoffs is less than 10%. But anything is possible, but definitely Atlanta, New Orleans, Seattle, Carolina, any of them teams continuing to win, the Rams included, it just the, the, the chances are slim. But those teams, you, there's going to be a 10-win team that doesn't make the playoffs, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, oh, no doubt um, Jacksonville is trying to let Seattle crawl back in here. That score is now thirty to twenty-four. Uh, the Rams and the Eagles. That score is now thirty-five, thirty-four. Nine minutes fifty-four seconds left in the fourth of that game, and three minutes and forty-two seconds left in the Jacksonville Seattle game. Seattle has the ball, so we'll see um, if Jacksonville holds holds off, hold them off to win this thing, uh, or it might be. Um, JB might be right. Blake Bortles might have to go. I mean, that's still sad to say. You know, you put up thirty points, and you still want your quarterback gone. That's that's uh, pretty sad. But uh, yeah, it happens. That's 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 football. That's the business of football. Nine one seven eight eight nine two eight two one is the number to call. And I think LB is still trying to call the uh, other other line. I, I text him to call this line, but. Uh, you know, LB probably had a couple of drinks, so it ain't really, ain't no telling what's going on with, with that dude. But I do want to go ahead and play the inspirational song of the day and then come back, talk to y'all some more. We're going to talk some NBA in the last half hour of the show because there's a lot going on in the NBA right now that I need to get caught up, and I know Donnie is the guy to do that. So let me see, what am I going to play? Put up the 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 the, the, the um 
inspirational song of the day. Let's just randomly go down here and find something. Not only uh, Bootsy Collins, that wouldn't be an inspirational song, I don't think. Uh, let's go with my man right here, if I find him. It depends on what type of inspirational inspiration you're seeking. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely depends on that. Oh, well, since I'm, since I'm, um, since I'm right here beside it, I might as well go and hit y'all with this one right here. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> some hey, Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Yeah. You know what he said? He don't care how they win, just as long as they win. But then, watch they have an ugly loss. And let's see what his reaction will be then. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm that just saying. saying. We, <laughs> hey, we, know, we know who we <laughs> dealing with.
is in the power of the tongue. And tonight, we're going to make declarations over our house, over our family, over our children, over our city. We're going to declare what the word of the Lord says. Because I believe that this year is a year of favor over your life, over your house. So look at your neighbor and come on, say this. My house, My house is, blessed. is blessed. My family, My family is, blessed. is blessed. My health, My health is, blessed. is blessed. And my wealth, my wealth is blessed. Come on, is declare blessed. it. My church, my church is, blessed. is blessed. My city, my city is, blessed. is blessed. My nation, my nation is blessed. My Squad 66 Network Radio has got your week covered. Here's your weekly lineup. Monday, Alicia Melton, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest is Glory. Deborah Toulay, Life on Purpose at 8 p.m. Eastern. The J. Lock Show, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Big Woo Radio, Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern with Donnie. JT, and Big Boo himself, and The Hunter's Talk, with author JW and Pastor A.K. Hunter at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Big Boo Radio, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the God Squad Network 66 Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, God Squad 66 Entertainment Network off top of Big Boo JT Donnie JB is in the building. Um, want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, also, uh, part of the lineup is Tuesdays. Bruliana's Tuesdays with Nima, Nyana, JB acting a straight fool up in there. But we got, we got some serious uh, com- conversations that we talk about on there as well. Um, so join us. Tuesday, 7 o'clock, Brutally Honest. Some music, we get to criticize some music or be brutally honest with some music from folks that uh, uh, send it in to us. So thank you for sending in your music and letting us critique it and have you on the show. Appreciate that. Um, the Eagles have the ball back um, after a fumble by Jared Goff. The ball was smacked out of his hand. Um which I lose two points for that. That sucks. But anyway, uh, I am still leading Mother of Dragons in our fantasy football league. This is to go to the championship game. I'm leading by a score of 121 to 100. But I'm not out of the woods yet. He still has one to go, one guy to go um, on Monday. Uh, Kenyon um, Barner, Barker, Whatever his name is, I don't know. He better not do good. That's all I know. Um, but she does have one guy still to go. Um, yeah, Kenyon Drake. I'm sorry, Kenyon Drake, Miami running back on Monday night. Uh, so, and I'm all I'm all done after the Eagles and Rams game. I have no more players to go. So, it all comes down to that. Um, Donnie is also dominating in this uh, fantasy Big Woo Radio fantasy league on ESPN. Uh, he's winning by a score of this is embarrassing by a score of one sixty eight to sixty five. Uh, I think you got this well in hand, uh, Donnie. I don't think you have I anything to worry about against the you there. Um, I know you hate to beat up on a team called the U, um, but it truly breaks my heart. I ain't, but I'm glad I am rocking in the sleep right now. <laughs> yeah, you putting him straight to bed because uh, Russell Wilson is apparently going off in that game. Uh, he's giving you 39 points. Todd Gurley gave you 27 points. Uh, even Duke Johnson gave you 14 points today. There's Brian Gay got you 21. I mean, Devontae Adams is killing, but he got you 30 points there. Uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham ain't getting you nothing, but you don't need that. You still got to see how you still got to steal his defense to go. Um, he's got Ben Roethlisberger to go, and uh, let's see who else he got. Antonio Brown. Uh, depending oh. on what Antonio Brown and, and Ben Roethlisberger do, he might get get a game. I don't know, but um, we'll see. We shall see, uh, and that's Jay, uh, so. Donnie, if it comes down, it comes down to this: you, you win. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to give you the victory. I don't know about mine yet. I'm still only up 21 points against Mother Dragon, so it, it's uh, it, it can go it, it can go either way over there. But it, it looks like we might possibly um, 
end up in the championship game together. With both of us with an eight eight and four record. Uh looks like I might beat uh, Mother of Dragons who is on eleven game win streak, eleven and one going into the playoffs and I, I got her on the ropes right now, one twenty two to ninety nine. So uh with I need Jared Goff to do uh, maybe throw another touchdown pass. That'll be great. Uh or um or Nelson uh, Aguilar, if he could get a nice little, uh, uh, receive the touchdown pass from Jared, I mean, from uh, Nick Foles, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, the Eagles just kicked the field goal to go up 37 to 35. So it's all on Jared Goff from here on out. Uh, I need him to make some noise. But we back. I'm going to talk about some uh, NBA, man. Uh, 917-889-2821 if you want to get in and talk some NBA as well. So, Donnie, I want to ask you about your your your, your Timberwolves. It's been a while since we talked about them. Um, I, I haven't been able to keep up with them, so enlighten me of the Timberwolves and how uh, things are going with them. Uh, so far, so good, man. Um, you know, we could be doing better. I think we've lost a couple of games we shouldn't have lost. But all in all, I can't complain. Right now, we're sitting in the fourth spot in the West behind San Antonio, Golden State, and Houston. Um, we got three guys averaging almost 20 points a game. Um, you know, uh, which I'm going to call uh, Big Boy. I can't even think of his name. Carl Anthony Town is averaging 19 points, 12 rebounds for us a game right now. Jimmy Butler is averaging 19 points a game. And Andrew Wiggins is averaging 18. Not to mention um, – Jeff Teague is fourth in the league in assists, and he's coming along about 14, 15 points a game for us, which is all about where I expected those guys to be. A couple of them are going to have to sacrifice their points, while a couple of others are going to have to step their game up. But my team is coming together gelling nicely. You know, Jamal Crawford, instant offense, coming in off the bench, doing what he's supposed to do. And um, guys like, you know, Taj Gibson and, and – and, and and Gordy Jane, they do the dirty work for us. Malik, you know, Shabazz Muhammad, guys like that, they do the dirty work for us, allow our superstars to be superstars, and we play defense. We need to tighten up man-to-man defense, but we play good overall help defense, and we crash the board and limit second shot, shot, shot excuse me, eliminate second-chance points. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. It took me a while to spit it out. But we've been doing a good job at that. We got to defend our home court a little bit better, and like I said, we got to get to the point where we don't lose. We win all the games we're supposed to win, including when we came into Charlotte. If you want to be a for real team, you got to beat teams like the Hornets. So, uh, and and the Hornets vice versa. If you think you're for real, you got to beat teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that was a must win for both of those two teams when they came to Charlotte, and unfortunately, my Timberwolves came out of the losing end. But overall, the NBA, man, has been pretty good. You know, of course, it's pre-Christmas, so nobody really gets too into it. <laughs> but we got a few guys that's been balling, man. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I know I messed up his name, almost averaging a triple-double this year, averaging 30 points a game, um, like nine rebounds. He averaging, you know, about seven, eight assists a game. You got even the, the, the rookie, official rookie, Ben Simmons, he averaging 18 points, nine rebounds, seven dimes. And then you got your usual suspects, you know, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. LeBron James quietly, even though he's in his 13th, 14th year, still third in the league at 28 points a game. Also, you know, snatching in a few rebounds. Um, and I think he's number three in the league. He's number three in the league in scoring, number three in the league in assists. 
and he's definitely um, averaging at least seven, eight rebounds. So he's on the verge of a triple-double, and so is Russell Westbrook, back, back up to his usual antics. 23 points a game. Scoring is down, but, of course, we know that was going to happen with Carmelo and Paul George coming aboard. And then he's getting this, um, you know, his non-assist a game. But there is trouble in paradise in Oklahoma. The Oklahoma City Thunder are currently sitting in the ninth spot, one game below 500. And in my opinion, that team just hasn't jailed. And I actually expected them to do so, but I was concerned about not having any inside scoring. And a team I didn't think was going to jail, the Houston Rockets, are number one in the league this year at 12-4, and four, sitting in the number one spot in the West. And they did jail. You know, Chris Paul's come back a few games ago, and he's blending in nice with the team. James Harden leads the league in the scoring, second in assists, and he's been grabbing a few rebounds out there. So, you know, the Houston Rockets are actually a surprise to me with Golden State and San Antonio trailing shortly behind. But good NBA season so far. Christmas, you know, coming up, that's going to be the, the where all the big games go down, and that's when everybody's going to start getting into the season after that. So, I'm looking forward to that run of the of the, of the NBA season, which is coming up real shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the biggest surprise this season uh, from you, uh, other than I know you said the Houston Rockets, you didn't think they would gel or, or be as good as they are. But who who's another surprise team in the NBA uh, for you? Um, to be honest, um, even though it shouldn't be that much of a surprise, but it is. The Boston Celtics. I mean, they're currently sitting number one in the East. I figured after after losing, you know, Gordon Hayward and pretty much the first play of the game uh, last or earlier this season, I felt like that team was going to struggle. I thought they lost a lot from last year, you know, losing the two guys, the three guys they lost to Cleveland, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Crowder, and the big fella. And then, you know, guys like Avery Bradley and them, they're gone. And once Gordon Haywood went down, which I expected to be a big part of that team, I thought, man, Boston chances are real slim. You know, they went from being the number one seed in the East last year. They'll be lucky if they make the playoffs. But guess where they are? Right back in the number one seed. They started off 0-2, then went on like an 8-9 or nine game winning streak, if I'm not for sure mistaken. And then they've been able to maintain the ship ever since. So I'm thoroughly impressed with what Boston Celtics have been able to do this year. And on an individual level, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, however you say his name, what he's been able to do is very impressive. And another guy who shocked me, um, Christoph Porzingis for the New York Knicks. Getting rid of Carmelo Anthony in the long run may be the best thing that ever happened to the New York Knicks in a long time because I think now you can focus on building around Porzingis, and he's showing you that he's a real deal player. He's going to be 25 and 10 for the next, you know, eight or nine years, and you can put some pieces around him starting with Tim Hardaway Jr. They need to lock him up long-term. And the Knicks may have a basketball future as long as they can keep Porzingis healthy. So Porzingis is a, is a, is a shock for me this season, and the Boston Celtics as a team are also a shock for me. Yeah, the New York Knicks are actually sitting um, around, around ninth place or tied for ninth place with the Miami Heat, uh, just one game mm. out of that eighth spot. Which, yeah, they can um, definitely make because Detroit, who started off the season hot, you know, they've fallen off. I mean, they, they're they they're gone by the wayside. I think they've lost their last five or six games in a row now. And Detroit is probably going to end up, after the, as, as the season progresses, going to slip out of that playoff spot. So, like you said, that leaves New York and Miami, who's battling for the current last spot there, 
to, to, to get that, well, you know, what would be a last spot. And that will be a rough matchup for anybody in the first round, whether it's the Celtics, the Cavs, or the Raptors. You know, you don't want to see Porzingis and company in the first round in Madison Square Garden. So what happened to our home team? The Charlotte Hornets, man, sitting at 9-16. and 16. Um, Their record is 9-16. and 16. Lost the last three. I uh, lost three in a row and lost the last uh, th- they three and seven in their last ten games. What's going on with them? I think it's a um, a gelling issue, man. Um, well, first of all, we just don't have that much offensive firepower. I mean, we rely, let's just be realistic, we rely on guys like Nicholas Batum and Marvin Williams to drop buckets for us. And if that's your number two and three scoring options, then you're hurt. You know, you got guys like Michael Kidd Grokers on the team who couldn't score a bucket to save his life. Malik Monk, who, in my opinion, was supposed to be an instant offense scoring threat coming out of Kentucky this year, he's been a letdown. And a guy like Dwayne Bacon, who was a rookie coming out of Florida State this year, he's been asked to do a whole lot more than we ever expected with the, you know, the absence of Malik Monk's game and then Batum being out early. So you got a lot of mix and match pieces that we've been able to play with. You know, Kaminsky and Zeller, they've been playing pretty – and Dwight Howard as well, who's, like, I think he's number three in the league in rebounding. He's been playing uh, well inside also, but none of those three are offensive threats. Yeah, any one of them can have a game where they drop 25 tonight, but you can't count on any of them to consistently give you 18 points a game. So we don't have any scoring presence outside of Kimball Walker. I think Kimball Walker's number – 12 or 13 in the league and scoring at about 22 points a game or something like that this year. But Kimba's not going to go out there and drop 30 for you. And we have no other guy on our roster that you're worried about dropping 20 a game on you besides Kimba. Five or six guys that are capable of doing it, but not relied upon. And and that's what we're missing. And not to mention, we could stand to play a little bit better defense down the stretch. And hey, JB, you been watching any NBA? Man, I've been catching some games here and there. Really hadn't really hadn't caught a lot of them. Oh, okay. Do you got a who's your who's your who's your uh favorite this year to to take it all? Uh, you know what? I really can't make a call on it right now because I mean you got Houston doing well, Golden State, they up and down, Cleveland, uh, LeBron starting to come around, but then like, you know, Boston has been a surprise to me because I'm like, Donnie, I was watching that game when they lost Haywood, and I thought it was over. But to see what Kyrie has been able to do with those young guys and to see how they, they're coming along, uh, I don't want to put my vote in just yet. I want to see where we are at half point before I start making predictions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's still a lot of NBA basketball left to be played, so yeah, we'll we'll hold off yeah. for predictions. But if you, uh, like you said, too early predictions. I'm a Cleveland man. I think, I, I think even though they hovering around the third, what Boston is, you got to go through LeBron James and company. And I don't know if anybody in the East is going to be able to do that. And I think that West is going to be so rough that whoever comes out of there, whether it's Golden State again or San Antonio or hopefully my Timberwolves or whoever it is, they're going to get beat down so much, you know, on that three playoff series in the West before you even have to face LeBron and company 
I just don't think whoever that is going to have enough for him in the finals. So my way too early prediction is the Cleveland Cavaliers take one home this year. Wow. All right. Uh, JT, you got an over and under, over and under for us? Yeah, I got one. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. All right, bro, whenever you're ready. Yeah, man, Um, I, I got an interesting one, man. I'm, I'm, I want to know, is Donovan McNabb, was his career Hall of Fame worthy? Over Under. Going over. Um, you go to five SP championship games as well excuse me, as well as a Super Bowl, you consistently hear your team can win the game, even no matter what the offensive personnel changes have been, you know, you have guys as good as Westbrook all the way to Duke Staley and whoever the running back was, you or the wide receivers where you were still always able to win. Yeah, I got Donovan McNabb in the Hall of Fame. I'm with you, Donnie. Uh, I I agree with you. Uh, the 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 way that McNabb played that game, man, and played his game, and the, the success that he had with the Eagles, it uh, to me it constitutes a, a Hall of Fame career. No, he didn't win the Super Bowl. I know, you know, sometimes people's careers are measured by Super Bowl wins. But I'm I'm going with you, Donnie. I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. What, what say you, uh, uh, JB? I would say he de- he definitely deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. I've always said that. You know, when you look at Donovan McNabb's number of the first five years and ten years in the league, his numbers are comparable to some of a lot of other quarterbacks we saw that were successful. The only bad thing about it is. The only time he really had a number one wide receiver was when Terrell Owens got there. And look at the numbers that they put up, you know. So, when you look at his career overall, yeah, he gets my vote. Because he definitely done more with less. Yeah. Nope. I've always wondered why it took them, you know, so long to get him somebody. I mean, is it just because they were winning and they didn't feel like they needed to make the change? It just seemed like, especially after after you lost Terrell Owens, you think they would have you know tried to put somebody else on with with him to 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 win a, uh, to get to another Super Bowl and win. Um, got another one, JP. I think when you go back and you look at this. Go, go ahead, go ahead, JB. I think when you go back and look at the Eagles at that time. They made a lot of bad decisions from the front office standpoint. You got to look at when they gave John Runyon that big contract, when they gave Thomas his big contract. Kareel Buckhalter couldn't stay healthy, but yet they turned around and they gave him a big contract. And prior to that, they signed Troy Vincent and, um, and, and Bobby Taylor to big contracts and then let one go to Seattle and Buffalo. And then you had to sign Brian Dawkins and then you let Hugh Douglas go to bring him back to give him a solid contract. So, you know, they overpaid and they made bad decisions with the salary cap. And then when you gave down to the NAB that $108 million um, deal, then when you brought TO in, they could have restructured some deals because, I mean, it should have been coming out of, it should have been on the back end of what happened with the Bobby Taylor and, and Troy Vincent deals before, you know, before they let them go. But 
they made bad issues. They and, and you know they put it all on T.O. When you look at it, T.O. was the scapegoat for all of that. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to look at the underlying issues that the team made bad decisions. And then you know they overpaid. They overpaid for some players and underpaid for the wrong players. If that makes any sense right now, <laughs> but. <laughs> hey, T, you got, we got I'm with you, Wu. I'm still, I'm still celebrating your birthday with you, Wu. <laughs> uh, I'm just now getting up. I'm just now getting over it. You got another JT? Yeah, um, I want to know: Is Vince Carter a first ballot NBA Hall of Famer? Over under. Oh, if y'all don't want to go, I will. I was trying to open the floor up. But, man, that's a tough call. I think he has the numbers to go first about the Hall of Fame. There's very few people in NBA history that can say they have 25 points a game for at least five consecutive seasons. And Vince Carter is one of those few guys that can say that. Uh, he obviously did a nice bit of rebounding, and, he, you know, he would also pass. So he has numbers to go with it. He has has longevity in the league, so his numbers were able to pile up. And you know, even if you ain't close to the uh, records, you on the all-time scoring list and all-time blah blah blah, you steady climbing. But was he ever really a winner? And was he ever you know, considered to be uh, one of the great ones in the aspect? He had a couple of good playoff series runs that I can remember in Toronto, including where he went ridiculous on the Philadelphia 76ers and beating Allen Iverson. Other than yeah. that, um, Jersey, which he came after the Jersey went to the finals. I just don't know if he has the winning credentials to get himself in first ballot. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. So I'll say a Hall of Famer, but not first ballot. What do you think, JB? Yeah, I I would say he's a Hall of Famer, but I wouldn't necessarily say first ballot. I mean, he was a good player, but he really didn't be. He really wasn't. The, the, he wasn't the superstar that I thought he would always turn out to be. First ballot. Say again. I said it's not a slam dunk, so to speak, as to whether or not he's first ballot. He's definitely a Hall of Famer, but. You know, some guys, without even thinking, like Kobe, uh, you know, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, you don't even have to think twice about that. But with Vince, you hesitate a little bit. So, therefore, I'm going to go ahead and put him on the on the second, you know, second or third ballot just because of that hesitation. I'm rolling uh, with it. Yeah, I'm rolling with it, too. Uh, I think uh, he deserves to get in, but nah, maybe not first ballot. All right, JT, you got another one? We got, we got six more minutes. These boys long, went, uh, short-winded today. Yeah, um, yeah, I got another one. I wanted to ask you all about coaching. Does Andy Reid get in, and does he go first ballot? Yep, I think he does get in wow. first ballot. And it's funny to say that after considering Donovan McNabb, who the two in Philadelphia are linked hand-in-hand as far as their careers go. But 
unlike Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid's career continued after Philly, in which he has proven in Kansas City that he is, no matter where he goes, he's a consistent winner. He takes no name brand players and makes a good product out of it, building a team around it. And, and in his 20-plus year career, he's made playoffs, what, at least 13 or 14, or probably I'd say 15 seasons. So, yeah, I give him first ballot Hall of Fame. I guess I'm the only one don't know it. <laughs> nah, well, I'm going to go ahead and jump out there with you, Donnie, and say, yeah, I agree with you. You know, Andy Reid comes from that Mike Holmgren, you know, of course, uh, Bill Walsh coaching tree. And he's proven to do well. And, he, you know, like you said, his, his career and Donovan McMahon, they're linked into him because they put they put together a lot of women teams in Philly. So one goes in on the half of the first ballot. Andy Reid, Andy Reid, first ballot Hall of Famer coach. Uh, I don't think so. I, I especially when it comes to coaching, I do believe that you need to do more. And winning a Super Bowl is definitely you got to at least win one Super Bowl as a head coach. Because, um, I mean, look look how long it took Bill Parcells to get in. He won two Super Bowls. So, I, yeah, I can't see Andy Reid being a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has, he has had a stellar career, won a lot of games, but he just can't get it done when it comes to, you know, getting into the big game. And as a coach, you got to at least do that, in my opinion, because um, even though it takes – a team, but it takes a team with your personality, you know, that goes and wins. He just don't have him as a head coach. Right. And that's what he's going in as a head coach, right? If he's, so gotta, that's what we're talking about, a head coach. So no wins as a head coach, no Super Bowl wins as a head coach for me keeps him out. All right, gotcha. Got right, one more, Woo. All right. Real quick, did Roger Goodell deserve the what, four-year, $200 million contract over under? Ask me something else, stupid. You know, a bunch of rich people pay you to supervise them. Like, can I get that job, please? You know, and to watch football games all year long and make a couple of critical decisions. Please give me that. I'll do it for half price. <laughs> I know, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, what no, I heard, he get. He get him and his his, his staff get jet perks. Hmm. Yeah, wow. whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know so if they, did they leave I, that I think, in there. I, think, I know, I know. Uh, I Jerry don't know. Jones wasn't. Well, what I can tell you is, I'm curious to see what's going to happen at this next collective bargaining agreement because. The players gave up so much in the last CBA, and they and they see it came back to bite them. Mm. You know, it, 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 when you look at it, it's pretty much like the the people during the presidential election this year. They put their faith in an individual who said that they were going to do something, then they turn around and then they screw you over. They do they go they go the opposite way, so. Yeah, I don't think I don't, he did, he definitely didn't deserve uh, this this new contract. 
Um, but I guess who could they have got that would have been better, or who they got that would have been different? Um, you know, it's just number one is too much money for for what he does. It's just way too much money anyway. But um, he don't he didn't deserve it. He hasn't done a good job at at leading the NFL. As a matter of fact, the NFL is um, I wouldn't say they're in turmoil, but they they don't have the fan base. Um, they're, they're not pulling in that casual fan that they used to pull in before. You know, you got the diehards, but I don't think you're pulling in that casual they did before. Um, well, you have to look at you have to look at it this way: the players are the product. At the end of the yeah. day, the players are the product. And if the players decide this next CBA, if they if they're gonna if they're planning it, they should be sitting their money to the side to where if they have to sit out a season, they could afford it. They make enough money to do so. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at, okay, what are these teams going to be willing to do? And are they going to push Roger Goodell out and they really want to reestablish and gain power? That's going to be the way because at the end of the day, it's the owners that are going to lose the most money. They got games to pay. They got companies they have contracts with. They still have to pay rent on some of these stadiums. They do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's right, what we're going to really have to hit them at. We got 30 seconds left. Thanks, everybody, for listening live. Everybody's going back listening on iTunes and TuneIn Radio app. Check us out Tuesday, Brutally Honest Tuesday with Nima, Nayana, JB. We'll talk to y'all real soon. Peace. God bless. We out. Later.